you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Your recording podcast episode 140. What's up, Neil? What up, man? 140. 140. Jeez. Ooh, bourbon's back in this room. <laughs> we got a great, great group. That almost touched that again, me. A great group of great. guests here tonight. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves in just a second. But they also brought us some bourbon. So, Adrian, what'd you bring us here? A good old bottle of bullet. Yeah, Ooh. bullet. Can't go One wrong with bullet, go-tos. man. So cheers, fellas. Cheers, cheers. fellas. Cheers, everybody. Tink, mm. tink. That was good. Brad with his water. <laughs> Dude, mm. I forgot to tell you. Saturday on a whim, right? It was like 9 o'clock. Sorry to jump into the story. Uh, Kim and Lee and Brent and all of us decided to go to New Lou Fest, right? So we get down there and it's closing down. Everything's kind of shutting down. Tents are kind of closing then we were, so we're walking down the street because we know there's music going on. We had a bunch of our friends on there uh, yeah. playing that that day. I so saw we, that. Yeah. So we're like, ah, why not? Let's just go. It's it closes. It's done at ten. We get there at like nine fifteen. There's no music going on, but I could hear some you know them starting to dial stuff in. You know, doing little jump checks and all this shit. So we end up uh, on the way down going to uh, seeing Bourbon County like weed store. So we went in there and got some legal weed, <laughs> you know, like the, the, the CBD stuff with anyway. And then about that time we came out and Scott Smith was playing, right? It was him and Ellie, uh, Ellie Ruth, Ben Sully ended up playing bass for him, which was oh, awesome. Wow. What a, what a trio. <laughs> Not even, I mean, full band. So he's got the, he's, he's got, so at 10 o'clock, the sound men shut him down. I mean, it, they start, it's, it's awesome. It sounds great. But hey, done. Y'all get off the stage. Sound ordinance or sound, what? No, just sound man. We're done. They were like, we're done. We're shutting <laughs> this shit down. I'm telling you, man. They were man. done. They had made their money for the day. It was over at ten. It didn't matter that the crowd was awesome. You know, I mean, it was probably. I bet there were 150, 100, 100, 150. So they were pretty much there just for the music at this point, right? So. As, as he hears this, he looks over, he's like, all right, all right. And then he gets on the mic and he says, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to shut this down up here, but everybody just kind of clear out for a second. We're coming down there right in the middle and then just make a circle and we're just going to play acoustic. Oh, on the street? Yeah, cool. On the street. So Scott started playing. Ben comes down. He starts playing. He's got his 
I guess it's just cello. It wasn't an upright. Yeah. So he's got his. Uh, then Ellie comes out after like the first song with her dude. It looked <laughs> so. You ever watch one of those uh, videos and you're like, that doesn't happen. Like a music yeah, video. Yeah. It was like that, man. Cool. It was amazing. It was an. How, it was how one long of those, they play? He probably did that for four or five songs. That's cool. But just the whole yeah. thing was like, dude, that. He knew everybody wasn't ready to go home. Nah, yeah. I, I don't think he was either, man. It was it was pretty special stuff, but it was awesome. Well, I'm sorry to start like that. I just had to get that out. Yeah. Oh, you're good, <laughs> man. Let's do this. Let's start here with you, Jake, and go around the table and uh, introduce yourselves and, and what your part in the band is. All right. My name is Jake Badger, and I'm on the drums. I'm Sam Perswell. I play guitar and bass. I'm Adrian Taylor. I am the front man. I'm Tim Holt, and I play guitar. Ray McKinney on keys. All right, welcome, guys. And this is the Adrian Taylor, Adrian Taylor and Spaghetti Junction. Is that what it is? Yes, sir. We're kind of doing a rebranding. All so, right, all right. Uh, when I was back <laughs> home, so the three, um, everything that we're going to talk about today um, was all recorded before these guys. Okay. Um, so we're actually really working on some really cool projects upcoming. Um, but uh, I've fell into a great group of guys that are, you know, some of the best players I've seen in Louisville so far. So nice, cool. Yeah. Well, let's do this, Adrian. Um, why don't we start off with you, since you're the front man, and and take us back to your childhood and, and tell us what your early memories of music are, and then uh, later on we'll get into how you connected with these guys. Okay. Um. Well, so my first concert that I went to, my mom took me out there. It was Travis Tritt. Um, I don't remember who the openers was or anything like that, but she always loves telling this story because I was like this five-year-old little player trying to get like a girl's phone number, <laughs> like who was definitely 25. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then um, my next show, the one that really was like, this is something that I could really want to see my life doing was uh, I saw Alabama on their farewell tour. And okay. um, that was something special. And um, I really just started following music after that. I taught myself guitar in eighth grade. Um, I met my dad kind of right before that. Mm. Watched him play for the first time. And I was like, that's something I want to learn how to do. All right, we got to so, talk about that right there. Yeah. All right, so uh, you, you met your dad right before you started playing guitar. In eighth grade. And your dad was a musician, I, I take it, right? Yeah, so um, from what I understand, the stories that I've heard growing up... Um, you know, I grew up, it was just me and my mom. Uh, but my mom was always, you know, she was like, when you're ready to meet him, we'll go meet him. She always talked good about him. And uh, he, um, I went down and met him on Father's Day. And we were kind of scared we'd give him a heart attack because <laughs> when we met him, he was in fourth stage of congestive heart failure. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. And we had, he, I mean, he hadn't seen me since he could hold me in his arms. And uh, my sister was like, maybe, like, maybe we should tell him. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll see how it plays out. But uh, we go down there and uh, he would play, like, he was the type of musician that could hear a song twice and play it on the third time. Mm -hmm. um, he had bands growing up and I guess he had a band before he went into the Marines. And um, I think the band took one of his songs and ran with it. And he kind of shut down music after that. Hmm. And um, but when I met him, he pulled it out and he played. Um, I think it was the solo to "Don't Stop Believing" or whatever. And I went home and I just like sat down, got on YouTube and Ultimate Guitar and learned every single song that I could. Um, there's horrible videos of me still on Facebook where it's like uh, you strum a note and then you sing a little bit and then you strum a note and you sing a little <laughs> bit more. Um, 
but uh, I've definitely grown out of that phase. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was in the eighth grade, you say? Yes, eighth grade. So I met him seventh grade going into eighth grade. Um, eighth grade graduation happened and he was in the hospital. And um, by the time freshman orientation happened, he had passed away. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to know him too much um, except for all the stories, you know, that I've got to hear growing up and all that. And I've got a great relationship with my sister out of it. And uh, yeah, so, but really all that did was kind of make an extra drive for the music. Um, freshman years when I started writing music with a couple buddies of mine back home, uh, which was so funny. One of my, uh, my best friends was a metalhead <laughs> and he's like five foot nothing with a big old curly blonde hair and he's just like into metal music. Like it's his favorite thing in the world. And um, he would write these country songs with me and I thought that was the funniest thing to me because like it was, I don't know, interesting to see a soft side come out of this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then we kind of progressed, you know, and I kept writing and writing and um, it's kind of just progressed from there and I've, this is my only plan for life. So if it fails, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but this is definitely, this is the goal that I'm going to make work. So where, uh, where's back home? You mentioned back home. Redding, California. Redding, California. So it's about an hour and a half, maybe two hours from the Oregon border. Okay. Um, way up north. Um, my high school was like in the middle of a cow pasture. Uh, we had a school farm and we did all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was small town living uh, for California. and it makes me laugh because I remember when I first moved here, this girl asked me, she was like, so was your high school like 90210? And it was like, <laughs> I love that that's everybody's idea of mm-hmm. California. But <laughs> It's like, man, it's a big state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what brought you to Louisville? So that's actually a crazy story too. Um, so I worked in radio back home and um, my boss was, you know, I would work late doing these Giants games on the radio and he would sit in there scheduling music and we would just bullshit for a minute. And we hit it off, really hit it off. And he got a job out here in Louisville. And um, he'd probably been out here about two months. And he called me. And when he called me, my phone was at a commission. Like I couldn't afford to pay my phone bill. I was texting my current boss through Facebook to get my schedule. And somehow this man's phone call came through. And uh, he was like, Hey man, what are you doing? And uh, I said, Oh, I'm hanging out playing games. What I'm wondering doing? why in the hell my phone just rang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of tripping. And uh, he's uh, he was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, Yeah, man, what are you doing? And he goes, Oh, I'm smoking cigars with Brad Paisley. And I went, <laughs> Why? Like, why would you call and tell me that? Like to rub that in? And he goes, No, man, I'm uh, I'm trying to show you what it could be like out here. And I was like, What do you mean? He goes, Here's a deal. You're gonna buy a one way plane ticket. You're going to pack your things. You're going to get on it. I'll give you a free place to stay and a job till you can get on your feet. He said, you're never going to make it out of Redding, California. So I packed up all my clothes and my Xbox and I moved out to Louisville in 2018. Slept on an air mattress for about six months. Um, And got hit with a pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) So there's that too. Um, (laughs) But uh, that kind of made it hard. Uh, I did a long distance relationship with my lady for about two and a half years during all that too. And um, she finally moved out here with me last August. So that's been real stress reliever, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's yeah. been a wild ride. Most people would say that's makes stress. 
<laughs> you must like her. <laughs> she made me fat, that's for sure. <laughs> so how did you uh how did you end up connecting with these guys at the table with you? So Brad was the first buddy I met at the radio station and um we just really hit it off. He messaged me on Instagram. I was like, "Hey, you play music?" and I was like, "Yeah, man." And uh we went over to U of L and just jammed out in the practice room. What radio what, station? Yeah, what radio there? station? So we work for Summit Media, which holds um U1031, 1077 The Eagle, um, 1069 The Mix, and um, 1039 The Groove. Um, and I've been working for them as long as I've been here in Louisville. But uh, What do you guys do there? Uh, we're just promotions. Yeah. Go out, set up the tents for the jocks, and then people think we're the jocks before they get there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's nice to meet you, ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, and then um, actually, I just met Tim recently and Sam um, through Brad and uh, Jake. I met also through a couple friends at the radio station, and he's really helped me out since I've been here in Louisville playing on some big shows for me. Um, we've got to open up for Thompson Square, Mitchell Tenpenny. Um, we've done Morgan Evans, uh, lots of really cool gigs that I would have never been able to do back home. So awesome. Very grateful for these boys and uh, they make me a better musician all the way around. So let's you, listen to a song before we get too, get too right deep, into man. It? Yeah, let's all listen right. to something here. What we got uh, going on over all here. All right. Tell us about half a song. Okay. So me and my ex-girlfriend, we would sing together, right? We did choir. We did everything. And when we would do these shows, we would do Lady Annabellum songs. And after we broke up, my work was like, do you want free tickets to Lady Annabella? <laughs> and I went, do I really want to go there and relive my entire relationship? <laughs> and I thought about it real hard. And a buddy of mine was like, fuck it, man. Let's go down. Let's enjoy the music. You know, it's good songs. And I was like, all right, cool. So we go down. I actually met up with some friends from back home. And um, one of the friends was a girl that I met that I've known forever. And we just kind of hung out and hit it off. But it was like, making all these brand new memories to the music. So it was kind of cool. And when I got home, I just started writing. And um, it was like, you know, I forgot about all whatever I was feeling in half a song. So it's, um, it's a really cool premise, I think. And um, I really hope people enjoy it when they hear it. So. All right. Half a song. Like you did that night 
record that before Louisville or after Louisville? Uh, before. So um, two of the songs that we're going to talk about, this one and um, the other one, is uh, both recorded. My buddy set up a recording trailer and a reefer trailer, like a semi-truck trailer, and put up uh, blankets all over the walls, had a drum kit in there, and a huge TV and his board all set up. Still recording through like ADATs. So like mm. old school stuff. And uh, we went in there one day and um, had some beers and got the band together and threw it down and um, got those two songs out. And then Changes came out right when the pandemic hit um, is when I wrote Changes. And um, then um, we kind of got into the studio and I really just wanted this laid back acoustic feel to it um, because I wanted it to make this um, this statement almost, I guess. Um, and the other two songs, you know, they were kind of like upbeat and rocky. Um, and so I wanted to so show kind of this uh, softer side of it. Um, but when it comes to, you know, everything that we've put in as musicians together here, um, these songs have really grown and changed. Mm. Um, because drugs, words, and feelings is um, rock. And the way we do it now is a real laid-back Childers feel. Um, so hmm. um, we made it like more, um, yeah, like just Sturgill Simpson Childers feel. Um, That's cool. I've fallen in love with the Appalachian sound. Mm -hmm. So, um, Welcome to Kentucky. Man, <laughs> tell me what. <laughs> Makes me smile. Yeah, man. So, Brad, you connected with Adrian first. Are, are you uh, are you originally from Louisville? Yeah, born and raised. And then, and you guys connected to the radio station. And what were you doing at that time, other than working at the radio station? I was finishing up my degree at U of L in music. Um, I was going for jazz studies on the saxophone, <laughs> and uh, I was working front desk and radio part time um, when I wasn't there and teaching kind of on the weekends. Um. We got uh, told by our GA, um, I'm sorry, our uh, general programmer, the guy that brought uh, AJ out here. He said, hey, we got a new guy starting on this team. Um, he plays music. He's going to be out here. So I was like, hey, man, we got to get together and uh, link up and play sometime. We went down to L, used a practice room, and we've been making music ever since. So mm. Cool. So, you, so you're a music major? Yes, sir. Sax. Yeah, saxophone. Do you pull out the saxophone? Every now and again. I still teach it, too. Yeah. Oh, so, do you now? Yeah. My son plays the sax. Nice. Yeah, nice. I heard you say AJ. Is that what you go by, Adrian? Well, yeah. Um, Here in Louisville. All my buddies <laughs> know me as AJ. Um, my name is Adrian James. So um, all the guys call me AJ. And then... I'm going to call you James Taylor. <laughs> That's actually my uncle's name. Um, Your uncle James Taylor. My uncle is James Taylor. Are you baby James? <laughs> no, you left uh, that out of your story. Man. That's, that's the best part, man. Oh man, I don't do as much coke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't do any coke for the record. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, I'm Adrian Taylor, and so Adrian Niles is actually my legal name, and um, but Taylor is my family name. And, or like my grandpa's name and um, Adrian Taylor sounded so much better on stage to me that that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to roll with um, and then I let the band name themselves so <laughs> they came up with Spaghetti Junction so uh, where did that come from? 
<laughs> spaghetti Junction. I actually came up with it because of the, the intersection there in Louisville that yeah. everyone knows is Spaghetti Junction. Yeah. So I was like, well, we don't want to call the band like the Louisville band or something that, <laughs> you know, terrible. But I was like, this is uniquely Louisville and it'll kind of catch people's attention. Yeah, yeah. It still seems like there's a local band that has a song called Spaghetti Junction. When I was in high school, we had this party called Function at the Junction, and it was at the Junction Hotel right off of Bargetown. Man, that place is still up and running. It was a shithole when I was there. <laughs> it was nuts. Good times. Well, I do I do wonder when I drive through there who the engineer was that designed that, because that is crazy. <laughs> well, maybe it represents, uh, I don't know. It has to represent something, man. I'd never been so nervous driving on a road when I first moved here. I, I tell you what, though, for moving to a city, this was definitely a very good, like, transition city, I mm. guess. It, you know, it wasn't like this small-town kid moving to L.A. This was like a small-town kid moving to a slightly bigger town. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The way that everybody treats each other. I mean, everybody knows everybody here. So... So it seems, man. It's definitely uh, 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 smooth. It's not big. It's not small. It's right in the middle. Don't have any, like, other than soccer, pro sports... Or anything like that. So it's, 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 we got bourbon and that's about it right now. That's okay with me. No gambling, nothing, nothing fun, but we got bourbon. <laughs> we got slots and horses. Slots and hoes. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> slots and hoes. Wow, that changes the game. That's my, bo that's my boats and hoes, man. We got slots and hoes. <laughs> the only thing I can figure is all the Kentucky uh, legislators are just scared to death. We'll just do away with all the debt if we legalized gambling and marijuana. I know. They hate money. It's like they hate money. But they yeah. love pushing diet weed. Yeah, I mean, it's stupid. Come on, man. We Stop playing games. We'd take over AJ's old homestead if uh, <laughs> marijuana was legalized. Yeah, dude. Uh, this is the spot. I can feel the humidity in this room, man. It's a great place to grow it. Routine Caffeine. Routine Spaghetti Caffeine Junction. has a song called Spaghetti Junction. I knew I saw that before. Dude, you're on it. Yeah. You got a, you got a good memory, though. I didn't remember. <laughs> I cheated, but I should act like I remembered it. So, Tim, how about you, man? Are you a lifelong Louisvillian? Yeah, I was born in Louisville. Grew up across the bridge in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> and, hey, I can legally gamble. <laughs> and I can verify I have a minor problem, so it's hey, all right. All it's crazy how many people drive across that bridge to get their online bets all, in. All my best friends, man. Yeah. They, they, they yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to go to Indiana so I can sit and connect to a Wi-Fi spot so I can, <laughs> so I can give them all my money. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's so dumb. So what were you doing before you connected with this band here? So, um, I am a massive deadhead, and uh, my last band, we had done a show with Brad's other band, Shiny in the Breeze, and they're a Grateful Dead cover band. And so, uh, you know, obviously, I vibed with all those guys because, you know, I'm kind of a hippie at heart. Um, and when they found out that my last band broke up, Brad was like, hey, come come check this, you know, uh, Adrian guy out. And I guess Adrian had seen some of my social media content and for some reason thought I was a good guitar player. So, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Dude, speaking of the dead, man, they just announced their last... Yep, tour. Dead & Co., yeah. Last, last All right, I'll tour, take a man. drink now. I'm sad. Me, <laughs> me and Brad are going to go on a date next year to a Dead & Co. show, so... <laughs> he said, there yeah. you go, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I am looking at the day. I did send that message out to my buddies yesterday. I was like, I guess we need to go to a show. Yeah, I've been to two. It's awesome. Oh, I couldn't imagine it not being. Yeah. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been to a lot of, a lot of uh, disciples of the dead, you know? I mean, people that are just descendants of dudes which speaking of like Billy Strings I've seen him a ton man and I want to see him so bad 
Fantastic. Well, I saw him at the Ryman with Bob Weir. Bob Weir came out. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable, man. I mean, Ronnie McCurry came out. uh, I've never been to a Grateful Dead show, but I I bet you get the same vibes you get at Billy Strings. Because when that show started, I told you, I I Mm -hmm. actually commented on it. You could just feel the energy. Yeah, it's different. You get the everybody was there. Having everybody's a great on, time. Everybody's on the same page, a hundred percent. I mean, and if you know, like, if you don't smoke weed, you are high by you the time you don't have to. You're <laughs> high by the time you leave. So you're all on the same level. So you know, even the people that are like, oh, man, there's marijuana in here. It's like by the time they leave, they're high as shit. <laughs> so no, nah, man, it's it's awesome. So the sorry, the, to cut you off there. No, nah, man, but the epic show was the rhyming. But you're right. There's something about that the vibe created with music like that, like the dead, like you know, even back in the day, which uh, like Dave Matthews Band would kind of go on tangents where they would have some stuff, and I stopped watching them for years because they got on my nerves. And recently uh, was, what did I see him for? Oh, it was a festival. It was like uh, Real Bird a couple years ago. I was like, all right, oh, dude, okay. I get it again. They're, they, they, it's the vibe created. It's not necessarily the music itself or whatever, but... Like a no judgment zone. Well, so the Billy Strings thing, yes. Dead is the one that I definitely want to feel. I want to, I want to be around. Yeah. I want to be around the circus that is the traveling dead show. You know, the the people outside the stadium prior to and all the yeah. shit, man. Shakedown. Yeah. Man, uh. I'll tell you right now, a show that knocked my dick in the, like, dirt was Phil Collins. And, and I have never been more alive than that, was in that recent. moment. Yeah, that okay. was a still not dead to her. So, right. Did he sit in a chair? This? Yeah, yeah. So the whole, like, no joke. Okay. So his son was drumming for him. And okay. His son killed it, man. He was so good. Um, and Phil just sat in a chair up front, sang the whole show, never missed a note. Um, and then they did this really, really cool. They got out um, the, like, uh, his son came out. They had another percussionist. And then Phil was playing, like, this, like, just table thing, like, hitting it. And they did a drum circle with all three of them and then finished out another song. And then, um, but like the thing that stole the show was he did a song. Um, it was originally a duet and he sang it with his background singer. And she stole that entire show. Like mm-hmm. at it that Phil's moment. Show after yeah, that. I swear. Yeah, it all. It's done. She was, oh God, Brad, what song was it? It was, uh, I'm not blanking on this. Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. But it was so good. Um, one of the best shows I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of shows by now. So. I would say in the in the business year, and you probably see plenty of shows. Oh yeah, what a great name for his tour at this point, right? <laughs> Separate Lives was the Separate Lives was the one he brought Separate out just lives. one of his backup singers on the tour, and they just nailed it. It was I, awesome. Uh, it says something that you can sit in a chair and that and that be one of the better oh, shows that you've seen. I swear to God, man. So, I, did he struggle walking out to get to the chair? I heard it. So, you could tell that. He's just beat up. So he walked out and he got on a chair. He goes, um, basically, he's like, well, everybody, you know, I'm going to sit right here in this chair. He goes, my back sucks. My foot's fucked. I'm just going <laughs> to sit right here and we're going to play this wonderful show for y'all. So, and he did. <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. Awesome. Still not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move around the table here, Sam. 
Uh, yeah, I was um, adopted from Texas, so that's hey. h- hence the jersey, right? It's all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna win tonight. I know it. Uh, I feel it. You should win tonight. You're playing the Giants. Yeah, we were undefeated. <laughs> the Fighting Dan Jones. The Giants aren't bad. So Giants Cowboys aren't. fans do stay optimistic. I got to give you that. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we're cockroaches. You, all of us. <laughs> when they get beat tonight, there'll be a reason that they got beat tonight. And then we think about they're okay. still the best okay. America. Okay. Team. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to answer any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, man. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, music goes way back in my family, my biological family. Uh, my dad led a Latin jazz fusion band for a long time before he passed away. Um, I never met him. I was adopted, as I said. Um, grew up in the church and that was my entrance into music. And one of the, um, my dad was a pastor there and uh, one of the other pastors majored in classical guitar. So Mm -hmm. he started me out at 10 years old. I had already learned violin and piano by then um, and I was sick of them. So uh, I just played, I picked up guitar, played since I was 11. Yeah. When did you make the change to the bass? Um, By necessity? No, no, actually, I got bored on guitar. I didn't get good enough on guitar to keep going. So around 14 or 15, I played bass pretty heavily until 17 was my guitar awakening. And then, and then you went back to the guitar? Yeah. So we've learned Sam has ADD. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ADHD. ADHD. He's throw the H That's in there. So I asked for some bourbon today. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. First question I got to ask, Jake, are you always late to band rehearsal? Uh, usually, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually at my house, so I'm like, I can't be late. He's out in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, just a, a rare, rare deal today. But uh, I am uh, born and raised in New Omni, Indiana, so All the right. better side of the river. Oh, <laughs> sunny oh, side. Yeah. Sunny side of things, huh? Uh, my, my buddy always calls it God's country. That is a <laughs> lie because every time I've played a show in Indianapolis, it fucking rains. So you can't tell me it is there the sunny go. side of the river. It's yeah. a rainy side of things, but you can gamble legally over there. Yeah. Right. We have established that fact. And uh, there's a river that separates um, us and all the all the other bullshit from downtown. Uh, <laughs> Florida, <so it's> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I grew up over there, um, graduated from New Omni High School, started playing drums, I don't know, uh, maybe fourth or fifth grade. I had a stepsister that was taking lessons and she showed me the the one-two beat and I kind of just went from that and kept on listening to songs and picking up, you know, more sounds and stuff and growing from there and played uh, drums when I finally got to uh, middle school and, and all through high school and been doing the, I was in a rock band forever. I grew up loving country. Um, I didn't know there was any other music besides nineties country until, <laughs> God, until probably maybe, uh, my middle school years. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I've been doing that. I've, I've toured, um, on a, with a country act. I've toured with a, uh, country, uh, rap group last year that, uh, kind of hurt my soul, but what? Uh, yeah, you with the crap group. <laughs> I like to call it uh, Tractor Rap or uh, Hick Hop. That's nice. Hick Hop. I like Hick Hop. <laughs> it was fun. Well, we had a good time. It was just me and a laptop and and uh, my buddy Dusty. And it was, we definitely, uh, it was definitely something that I never experienced before. And uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do it again. But uh, hey, I can't. Uh, Dusty. <laughs> Dusty Lee. Yeah, Dusty Lee was the. Uh, was a guy I toured with. We were out with the Lax. They were the headliner, which Lax stands for Loud Ass Crackers from the South, <laughs> <laughs> which they were. 
Um, and then Demon Jones was on there, and we played. There's no F in lax. So I got an interesting fact about old. I got an interesting fact crackers about old Dusty the, Lee. Crackers from this one word. Oh. <laughs> you got an interesting what? Fact about Dusty Lee. If it's who I think it is, and I'm pretty sure it is. Here we go. <laughs> he went to Fairdale High School, and I was his assistant principal. <laughs> the, really? He's from. He's from Dixie, like the Dixie Highway area. Yeah, so that was yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went by Red for. I actually while, I think. think you. Is that uh, him? I think you remember. Mm, I don't know if that's that. him. I don't know if he went. I hey, think he's this, always went by Dusty Lee. For this story, <laughs> yeah, that's him. Hey, let me, yeah, let him. me just look this up because I'm pretty sure. Call him. Call him on, on uh, <laughs> Call, call him up. Call, call him up right now. You got call his number. Yeah, his number. Oh, that's, that's wild, really. Yeah. God, I'm ask afraid if, what he will if, say as soon as he answers the phone. Ask him if he knows Brad Weston. Uh, assistant Principal Weston No, to just him. say, hey, you know some dude? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's him. That's him. That's my boy. <laughs> oh, is that him? <laughs> yeah. All right, you know. All right, there you go. You want me to call him? Yeah. <laughs> call him up. He's only going to be able to hear him. That's all right. What do you want him to say? Huh? <laughs> Tell him I said hi. <laughs> Tell him you were his assistant principal. Say, hey, say, hey, say, is this red? That's what he I. He never answers his phone. So he doesn't. Don't answer. Tell him you're sitting on a podcast with Brad Weston. Just text him. I want to see what he says. He might say, "I'm gonna say I didn't go to Fredo." <laughs> you don't text. He'll get back to us. Yeah. yeah uh, we'll let y'all know next episode what happened. Yeah. <laughs> we might have Dusty Lee on next episode, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get him in there. He's he's actually been blowing up in the whole uh, country rap world. Yeah. He's been doing really yeah. well with it. So. Yeah. But um. But yeah, man. I met I met Adrian. Um. God, what year was it? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I. I've been called the uh, drum whore for Louisville because I play drums for everybody. <laughs> and um, we I know was, a few of those. No kidding, man. <laughs> I, uh, Drummers I was, and bla- bass players. Oh, yeah. So I was playing with Wildwood. And, um, All right. And uh, that was that was like my main group that I had around Louisville for uh, several years. Uh, and then I was with Jericho Woods. I think I met Adrian when I was with Jericho Woods. I can't remember. I think so, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, um, I do a lot of stuff with Q. I've worked with them for years. And um, whenever uh, Adrian started working for him, um, you know, we met at one of the queued up shows and he was telling me how he plays music. And he's like, hey, I need a drummer. Got some stuff coming up. And then we ended up doing several of the Q shows together. Um, we, we've done some random shows. We did a, uh, we did a Pride Fest show. Oh my God. I tell this story all the time. I tell people because <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So... Jake here and his dad are obviously good old Indiana boys, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so we show up to this Pride Festival, and it was great. Like, the the we played a good show. You know, everything was good. But we saw, like, somebody in a gimp suit getting walked on a leash on, like, all, <laughs> all fours. And Jake looks back and looks at that. And then he looks back at us. He goes, boys. I don't think my daddy's ready for this show. <laughs> like, I think this is a good time to call your dad and tell him maybe yeah. you could miss this one. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad has zero filter and he is an old country boy and like he just ain't, ain't, ready. He ain't ready for a world like that. <laughs> and I called him. I was like, hey, I know you're on your way. Go ahead and turn around. I was like, you ain't ready for this. <laughs> we'll get you next show. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't ready for this. I don't think, I mean, coming from a small town in California, no, like the closest thing we had was San Francisco. You know what I mean? And and 
I had never been down there during one of those and like going on. And so this was like my first couple and I was just like, Oh, but it was a blast. It's, I'm sure you had, it was the best time, but <laughs> man, we, you played, know we played a good show. There was uh, this and crazy crackhead in front of us. Oh, there was just that. screaming the whole time. There was that. And then it was so crazy. This lady, they said, send me the lyrics to your songs that we're doing. And I said, all right. And I even sent them like the original songs that we did. Right. They had a signer over to the side that was signing the songs the whole time and like was signing my own songs. And I was like, that's cool. Like, that's uh, crazy. It would have been a good uh, YouTube, one of those word videos where you had her in the background doing the sign language and the words coming up to yeah, your songs too. Like Star Wars <laughs> font. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a very interesting experience for sure. Oh, yeah. There was a dude wearing the, uh, the Borat like bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, nice. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. I was like, somebody's wearing one of those. And then I, we walked like two booths down. I was like, oh shit, they're selling them right here. <laughs> yeah. Did you get you one, Jake? Yeah, y'all should have wore those for the gig, I didn't man. Get one. All I right. got two. <laughs> Lance bought three, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let's listen to another tune. Tell us about changes. You talked about it a little bit. So, changes was kind of this idea, you know, when the pandemic started, I was sitting in the room a lot. I was like, you know, um, I almost kind of got in a way uninspired, you know, um, when the pandemic hit, I was like, is it going to go back to normal? You know, everything was not going too well. It seemed like with music stuff and I hadn't wrote music in a while, but I was sitting on the couch and this song just started up in my head and I started listening, um, to kind of like the flow and, um, it kind of came up to this point where, you know, people, um, it's all about change, but, you know, people never want to change. But at the same time, they hate the situation that they're in, so they have to change. And it kind of was just that whole flow of everything. And um, that's, you know, kind of where it came from. And uh, halfway through the pandemic, we went in and recorded it at um, our buddy Rob Baker's house. Okay, right on, Rob Baker. Yeah, and uh, he's actually recording all the new stuff we're doing, too. Okay. And, um, yeah, we got our buddy Joe, uh, Brad, how do you say his last name? Armento. Armento. So, he's the front man of Brad's other band, but he played... Uh, Which is? He's the Bobby voice on uh, Shining the Breeze. Uh, Bobby Weir voice. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. Yeah, and um, so he played on it for me, and... Um, we just went down and recorded it. And I went home to California. And we were going to work a little bit more on it. But I went home for, God, what, five months? It was, a it was probably five or six. It was a minute. It was a minute. And um, I stayed home. And I was playing shows, you know, and writing more songs. And when I came back, I was like, I want, I need this song out. Because I, I want people to feel kind of what I was feeling. Because I know it's, you know, it's a real thing. And um, I love one of the lines in it that is, um, you know, um, I'm a turtle on a shell and life's a big crocodile. And it's like, when I first wrote it, my roommate who brought me out here, he's like, tell me what the fuck that means. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not trying to be like cryptic or codic or nothing. I was like, you know, gators eat turtles and a turtle on his back is kind of screwed. So I was like, you know, through life, you feel like that a lot. So, um, yeah, man. So. I heard, I heard that on the way here, and I was going to ask you today, actually. So <laughs> I'm glad you answered my question before I got the chance to ask it. There you go. 
So, Tim, you said you liked the second verse. What is, what is it about the second verse? Oh, uh, no. I, no think, I think it was Adrian. Yeah, it was Adrian. Okay. But, I mean, the lyrics of that song are great. At the first time I heard it, I was like, deep shit, man. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, it's great. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, the reason I picked the second verse was um, it was, uh, there's a lot more connectivity in that uh, verse, I think. You know, it's um, the change is coming. It's rolling like a train, and I can choose to jump on or uh, lay right lyric. in its way. That was the lyric that I loved. I couldn't think of what yeah. that because I was sitting here going, "All right, lyrics, lyrics, lyrics." I remember a lyric and couldn't remember, but that was the one. What do you think? What this whole thing? What do you think? I don't man. Right, here's a guy with the button. All right, here we go. Changes. One, two, three, four. same time we bitch and complain now how does that sound same don't come at me with those judgment eyes I can't take another of the made up lies I'm a turtle on a shell Life's a big crocodile And I'm just tired running around Life's meant to test us And I break you down You gotta find your meaning Even in a small town Got it all figured out It's what I tell my doubt And I'm just tired running around Well, hell, I'm ready for a change I know what I said But you can quote this day I'm gonna take a load off I'm tired of the strain Oh, I'm starting new today Change is coming It's rolling like a train And I can choose to jump on Or lay right in its way Stick my hand out for help Don't make me beg Oh, I'm starting new today Life's meant to test us Now I break you down You gotta find your meaning Even in a small town Got it all figured out It's what I tell my doubt 
And I'm tired of running around Life's meant to test us Not break you down Gotta find your meaning Even in a small town I've got it all figured out That's what I tell my doubt I'm just tired running around Got it all figured out That's what I tell my doubt I'm just tired Nice job on the vocals there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Who's playing guitar on that? Um, I'm playing the main line throughout it, and then um, Joe is the one that's playing all the little intricate stuff around it in the solo. I can't play a solo to save my life. So. <laughs> you can, man. You just got to practice. I, if, <laughs> that's what I've been saying. All you need is one more pandemic, dude. You'll be an efficient guitar player. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, man. If I had another pandemic, I'd hope to be as good as, like, you know, Esteban or something. There you go. We'll see. Esteban. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the people. Esteban. You say a lot of things, and at the end of the sentence, I go, that's not what I expected. (laughs) Esteban. (laughs) The reason I say Esteban is uh, my first guitar that I ever got was actually, it was those Esteban models that they would sell on HGTV. They're good little guitars. And they were uh, signed and autographed with my name on it, and I played it for ever man and then uh i got a hundred dollar fender and then for christmas one year i moved up to a um a tailor and then i got spoiled Uh and i got my gibson hummingbird there you go and now everything is like my gibson's the king and everything else is like the peasants that work the field you know what i mean oh don't worry you'll play another one you're like ooh, that <laughs> well, sounds like a king I need, too i need that one, I, need that one. <laughs> I just got a breed love that i i do love oh, okay. the sound of that um i just saw a nice breed love recently that i was like <sighs> there's something else man that's a that's a good guitar i don't feel like they get enough credit i need my marriage more than i need another guitar yeah, you're talking to neil over here that has like 24 guitars it's, in his basement. it's, it's getting ridiculous <laughs> well when, when when aj was at guitar center he was asking me like yo this is this is and that and he's like I don't know, man. My wife might be upset. I'm like, listen, I am the last person you need to ask about not buying a piece of gear because I'm going to be like, bro, buy, buy it. it. You only get a yeah. I came up with a pretty good plan for him to a winner over that we, I don't know if that was no, ever executed, go but go ahead and uh... basically what I uh, told him to do was, uh, you know, buy the guitar, come home, you know, on the way home, get some chocolate and some like rose petals, have them leading to like the bedroom when his, <laughs> when his lady gets home and he's just there naked, just, you know, and he's just going to seduce her. That sounds like two And then after, after some primo love making, you say, oh yeah, by the way, I bought a guitar. No. Well, that sounds like two. <laughs> How did that work That out? sounds like two fails and a possible third. Because first, you're already in trouble because you bought the guitar. Number two, as soon as, most of the time, the last thing they want is their husband at the end of a day. I mean, come on, let's be honest. I've been married 20-something years at this point, and I don't know if she'd be all into it. She'd be like, yeah, well, how about we wait till I'm ready? Well, you and can't later. speak for Adrian about that, man. I'm just yeah. saying, man. And then <laughs> then, then you got to be good enough to be like, and I bought a guitar. So if you were lackluster, 
Oh yeah, you got to perform. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it could it could be a. I mean, we've been in it long enough. We're writing her a song. She's not impressed anymore. So you know what I mean. So, uh, I can only get so far. Uh, no, you just look, dude. At some point, you just do it, and if you you're in trouble for it, eh, and you there's guitar, no, it's worth it. There's absolutely zero percent chance of explaining to somebody who doesn't play guitar why you need another guitar. They don't get it. No. I get me the guitar. True. She gets her new makeup palette. We work See? it out. Hey, that's a hell of a, that's a change. Deal. There. I don't think yeah. you know how much some makeup palettes can be. I no, think I it's don't bad. have any idea how much a makeup palette costs. <laughs> I don't either, but her I think it's 20 bad. Bucks. 15 $20? You know, I'm sure she's a great woman. Yeah, there's a pretty good price difference there for sure. It's less than a guitar, but when you have as many as she does, it adds up to at least 12 of them. You know what I mean? So so you need to go get another guitar then. Well... Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing hearing that... uh, Shit, the only way I could afford one is she paid for it, but I ain't about to ask her. (laughs) It's always better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great rule rule to live that's by. A, that's some Indiana wisdom right there. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Bring like, it in. Oh, I got a new car, uh, guitar. Whoops. California, you got to take her to the I, store with you and grovel there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't understand what you're mad at. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, I was like, don't worry. You know, it may have been $700, $800, but it'll pay itself off in a couple shows. So yeah. it makes it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, my, sure. it's my true tool of the trade, man. Why are you being so mean? Oh, <laughs> she was cool with it. I, I I did tell her I was like, I got there and I was like, I'm kind of nervous to tell you how much I spent. She goes, how much? And I went, it was, uh, it was 708 or whatever out the door. And she went, you spent how much? And mm-hmm. I went, it was 708, but I played three gigs this weekend and damn it, I had the money. She went, fair. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm off the hook. <laughs> it was 708. How much? They gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great love. They basically did. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so our listeners that want to follow you guys more closely, where do they find Adrian Taylor and Spaghetti Junction? Well, right now on Facebook, it's just the Adrian Taylor band. Wait, I'm going to get on that and change that. I've been a lazy piece of shit when it comes to my social media. Um, so, um, it will be the Adrian Taylor band right now. If you hop on there and follow it, um, we all, I refuse to accept that man. It's an edit button. You better get on there and make this thing official. (laughs) It is one button. Don't you do that to this band. I will do it at the end of this podcast. There we go. Uh, Adrian Taylor and Spaghetti Everybody hear that? It's a commitment. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, we, uh, we all have our own, uh, you know, TikTok and Instagram handles, you know, if you want to follow us, we all do our own really unique types of music. Um, Tim is really, he can be a front porch picker or he can go, you know, the complete other way and just rock out. Um, Sam is real good with the blues and um, his videos are great. Jake is a human metronome. I don't even know what to say about that. And then uh, Bradley McKinney over here is like, you know, if you took Ray Charles, and uh, Billy Joel. Billy I've never Joel. been compared to Ray Charles, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's because you have vision. I'm going to say, you, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you walk yourself up this, these steps, man. No, but uh, no, and, and this man loves Bill Evans with all of his heart. Um, and when you listen to him play, if you get a chance to go to Bradley McKinney's um, Instagram or TikTok or anything, the man plays piano so great. 
and he adds such an element to this um this music honestly um because you know growing up having a band i never thought i'd have a key player like i was like i might you know every now and then have a song a sit-in key player but to have a key player sit in the back and actually have all this extra stuff or just little lines that you hear every now and then you know what i mean um, we have a great song that we're working on in the studio right now where his whole piano lines are just in and out. And it's almost like taking a walk through the country just based off of his lines, you know? And um, that one is just such a cool tune. And we've got so many cool things coming out that we got planned. But um, I'll, I'll, my uh, Instagram is Adrian Taylor Official. And then my uh, TikTok is Adrian Taylor 40. Um, and then uh, everybody can go around the table, tell their TikTok or their handles, and then, uh, you know, just go around. So, Sam? Mine is T A Y P U R S, papers for Instagram, middle and last name. Uh, let's see. God, I have so many. Um, <laughs> you uh, whore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a booking uh, business, uh, book entertainment stuff too. That's Badger Entertainment. Uh, my Instagram is. Oh, I see your stuff everywhere. All right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice to make that connection. Yeah, man. Um, right on. Also, uh, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is Badger Beats. And you can find me on Facebook and all that stuff, Jake Badger. Uh, and then I have a group that backs different artists called the Neon Troubadours. Nice. And right. they're great too. If you ever get a chance to go see the Neon Troubadours, those boys will knock your dick in the dirt. I swear to God. That's a that's a that's first the second time, time we've heard dick in the dirt. I was gonna say it's the first time we've ever had a yeah, double man. dick in the dirt reference. Uh, well, we, we put a lot the of dicks club. in the dirt. That's where that line's from. <laughs> I mean, Brad kind of reintroduced it with "put my dick in a wheelchair," but <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so we got a, a little couple different sayings. It all depends. The visual on that is pretty. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty solid. That's pretty it's nice. like something straight out of Family Guy if you really think about it. <laughs> put your dick in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you won't find any dick pics on my Instagram, but if you want to follow me, <laughs> Thank it's... <goodness. laughs> I swear to God. I'll have to talk to him a little bit first, but yeah. <laughs> they keep getting taken down, man. I don't get it. <laughs> keep getting me kicked off. Hey, if Tommy Lee can do it, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> this man would need the Hubble telescope. We don't even need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> man doesn't have that kind Zoom of funny yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Bradley underscore MCK underscore official. And on uh, Facebook, I'm Bradley McKinney. All right, well, man. We no, appreciate. No, no, no. Oh, I missed somebody. Yeah, I thought Tim started. Oh, one more. You're good. I'm on uh, Instagram and TikTok, just Tim Holt Guitar, and you can find me on Facebook, Timothy Samuel Holt. The ginger right. of the band. Sorry about that, Tim. Man, I thought you started us off. It's okay. Oh, if bro. I if I could forget about myself, I would. But I'm I'm stuck with myself. So <laughs> hey, people, people can get away from me. I can't. Cub oh, fan, man. Cub, us Cub fans stick together, bro. That's true. Relax. Yes. Relax. 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 Man, that's funny. I actually forgot one of my handles. Uh, Only fans. Girth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good money maker for me. I always, I always oh forget about god. it. Oh my god! I sub in every now and then. You know, we tag team. So half <laughs> his salary right there. <laughs> Yo, you must be uh, Tusha Yearwood. Tusha <laughs> Yearwood. That's a good one, man. <laughs> man, I sent the boys a picture the other day. It was like what you know those uh, combo pictures where they're like mixing celebrities. And it was, uh, they did Kanye West and Conway Twitty. And uh, I was like, all right, boys, go listen to the new album, Hello Donda. Like, <laughs> Sir, timeline on the new stuff, Adrian? Uh, man, we're in the studio. I think next year is going to be the push. Um, 
I think it would be great if we could get it out. I don't have a date on anything, but if we could get it out the first, definitely the first quarter of the new year. Um, we have, um, God, what do we got, boys? Seven songs? Well, we got, what, five songs for the EP, and then if you count... Uh, Two singles. Yeah, so... So, yeah, we got um, we got a song called Ain't No Fairy Tale that I wrote about my lady. Um, it kind of tells this story about basically how I'm just kind of this guy that plays music with tattoos and I've never been more grateful for a woman like that and how, you know, this ain't a fairy tale and I'm not your Prince Charming, but... I, can, I got a song for you before you leave. Okay. And <laughs> uh, and then uh, we got another song that we're going to push heavy out the, out the gate first. It's called Take Me Home. I went and helped in uh, Appalachia with the floods and um, mm. I work um, and help the state with uh, issuing driver's license. For my day job. Okay. And um, I went and um, went up to Appalachia, stayed in a FEMA camp for a little bit and um, issued people that, you know, they lost everything. So, and it doesn't, you know, to me, it was doing my job and getting paid, but to them getting, you know, their life back on track, that's the first step is getting a license. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it doesn't, it doesn't feel like much, but it was, it was helping out a lot. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Can't do anything without identification anymore, man. Oh, I swear to God. So, um, you know, that, that was really humbling too, to go down there and see all that. And, um, I mean, you would see full sheds thrown against the highway, um, houses gone, just a foundation. Yeah. And, um, when I was driving up there at first, they told me we were staying in a red roof inn, and I was like, I, right, it's Eastern Kentucky. I'm not too worried. About it. Mm-hmm. And then they went, all right, we got you in a Motel 6. And I was like, woo, an upgrade. <laughs> and then they sent me this address. And I didn't, you know, look into this address or anything. And I start driving. And I stopped at Natural Bridge um, to grab me a beer about 9 o'clock for when I got to my cabin. Because I was like, you know, I'm a, there's not going to be a gas station open by the time mm-hmm. I get there. So I go in there and I grab him a couple beers and I'm looking and it was kind of funny to me, and sorry I'm going on a tangent, but uh, they uh, they had the chewing tobacco on like our side of the counter. Like you just reach down and pitch up your like red man. To oh the, really? Yeah, and I was like, coming from California, that would never that would happen. never happen. You'd be in handcuffs before your store could even open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, so I bought my beers, whatever, and I get up to the and I keep driving, and I go to Hazard, Kentucky. Okay, mm-hmm. and I um, it's pitch black. My eyes are shit. I can't see at night. Okay. But it was a full moon and it was gorgeous. I could see everything lit up, you know, and like see the cl- off the cliffs and stuff. And uh, I just got this line and that new song started. And so that's the one we're going to push. It's called Take Me Home. And it's got a real um, Appalachia feel to it, bluegrass feel, um, with a little bit more of like Southern rock to it kind of together. Um, and then the EP that we're going to do is a really cool concept. We're doing this EP. It's five songs. We're doing the five stages of grief from a relationship standpoint. So, Oh, cool. I went through a really shitty breakup and I wrote these songs in each stage of my own grief. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's coming together and I've had these songs in my catalog of songs for probably five, six years now. And I think I'm finally at a point in life where I can, you know, I can put these out and feel confident and heal other people from the, you know, the thing that I felt. Um, there's a lot of songs in there that they cut deep, you know, um, they're, um, 
topics are something else. We got a no denial. Um, we got a song called Me Neither. And the whole premise of that song is, boys, I'm over her. Do you believe me? Me neither. Um, we got anger, which is karma's a bitch, you know. And then we got all these other, like, premises that really play into it. And um, I really cannot wait to get all this music out for people to hear it because I've never been more excited and more inspired to get into the studio and connect with people that I'll never see. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a great concept. Yeah. For sure. You know what? I, yeah. You know, it's just, um, there's so much pain in the world that goes around. And sometimes there's no way, like people listen to these depressing ass, sad songs to feel like they're not alone. And I think the best premise of this EP is that same concept. You know, it's like with my breakup, I found out that I was getting cheated on from the girl that worked at the ring store. And my whole world kind of fell apart right there. And I was like, you know, there's there's no way that there's anybody else that's going through what I'm going through right now. And when I started writing these songs, I was like, well, fuck, everybody's going through what I'm going through right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody can relate in some way, man, for sure. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, so... um, I get, You got to get them out, man. And it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> and I don't have to go to AA meetings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can get yeah. all of this stress out in certain ways that some people aren't, you know, they're not in a position where they can do that, you know, and I feel bad for those people. So that's what my premise is as a songwriter is those people that are in those positions that feel unheard and unseen, you know, I want them to feel like they're not the only ones. Um, and that's what a big part of Changes was, and that's what a big part of this EP is. Um, I never wanted to get into music to be famous. I always wanted to be into music to connect with people and to be heard. Yeah. So to get out a message and to really connect with all these people, um, is a blessing, really. Um, and I would just really hope that people love what they hear, what comes out of this group in the next couple, you know, months. But we're going to hit it hard, and I think everybody's going to really connect with it. So Right on, man. Great. Yep. We're going to go out with drugs, words, and feelings. Tell us about that one real quick. All right. So, <laughs> um, I went through a little phase where I liked mushrooms. And... I tried DMT and this song came out of after I tried DMT for the first time. There you go. That'll do it. (laughs) All right. And I, I just, I, you know, I felt, I, I fell asleep one night and when I closed my eyes, it was like a, like the opening to a Star Wars movie. There was just words that were rolling up in the darkness that I could see. And I woke up and I started typing. It was three o'clock in the morning and I typed this entire song out in 15 minutes. And um, I sat there, after I finished it, I sat there and looked at it. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, and I had written this song that like had lines that I'm kind of an idiot. You know what I mean? So like these... There's intelligent lines in there that aren't 
there's no way they came from me on a normal spectrum is what I'm getting at. Um, so, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, a little help. <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's a great line in it. Um, it says, a picture's worth a thousand words, but a word ain't worth a dime. But it's a hard knock life and man makes a living putting words in the picture's place. So what that meant to me is, as, so- as a songwriter, I'm painting pictures every day with my words. But how am I making, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, but a word ain't worth a dime. So how am I supposed to paint these pictures and make money off of it if my words don't mean shit? Mm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where that line came from. And then there was all this other things. Um, you know, I just, I was really heavily listening to Cody Jinx and Sturgill Simpson during that time period of my life. And that's when my whole writing changed. I was writing pop country music. Yeah. And that, you know, that was fine to me. And, but there came a time where I got fed up with it and I wanted to write real music. And so, um, you know, I didn't want to just be the, you know, farmer John, you know, plowing his field when I've never owned a fucking farm in my life. Mm -hmm. So I want to write a song that's, you know, it's real. And, um, all of this stuff just came around with that. Let's give it a listen, man. Yeah, yeah. man. I hope you guys like it. All yep. right, buddy. We appreciate, appreciate you man. guys, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Tried a couple lines of blow. Didn't do me any good. Tried diamonds, I tripped. And a change of man I see Mixed pink, Floyd and psilocybin On my porch one night With a big full moon And stars never seen Shine so bright Now I'm not bragging About what I've done Just laying it out on And man makes a living Putting words in the picture's place This is me With it all out on my sleeve You can take it or leave it But boy, don't cross me Why try to hide behind the seat and light Honesty comes back around After you say goodbye By the woman I, I love All by now I'd be over her But sometimes I want her love When the devil in disguise Steals the keys to your heart It feels like a shotgun Point blank on a dove This is me 
sea comes back around after you say goodbye. Play it, boy. Comes back around after you say goodbye. 